right, start yeah. the show. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. It's the show that's all about the themes of Saturday Morning TV that not only did we grow up with, they've also grown up with us. Uh, you know, you probably should have predicted this by now, but it's me, Dan Grimshay, your host. I've also got uh, in studio, again, this is our second back in studio recording. The novelty's starting to wear off, to be honest with you. But sitting right next to me, if we could hear your voice, Marky, are you here? Hey, hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Today, we even got Marky. And also, sitting directly across from me for the completionists, I've got Jimmy the Gent Lazinski. Jimmy, hello? Part time. <laughs> yes, I'm here. All I get right. that reference. So, uh, so, so we are gathered here today, not not because necessarily of an interview, but because it turns out it's the 40th anniversary, yeah, of Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. a little a little film that kicked off the Indian Indiana Jones franchise, uh, which finally, thankfully, led to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> but uh, but that's I think <laughs> that's I think it's fitting. End of episode. It's like it's like opening the ark, and all, all of our faces <laughs> and everybody looked. Nobody closed their eyes. <laughs> oh, the sacrilege and of Shia the crystal Lebeau skull already upon us. Here we go. Uh, but uh, I think we'll it's fitting that. because uh, Indiana Jones is a good example of for Steven Spielberg the adventure serials that he grew up with. He forced into popular culture back in the 80s while we were watching cartoons. You could say he had the power to make those themes grow up with him. Mm-hmm. Those adventure true, serials. True. This is also... Which actually, our title is a is a pun on. That's right. It is. So uh, even more reason for us to talk about it. That seems justified enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably a little off because it was more George Lucas's idea. And he was the one that was all into the serials. But Spielberg was way into it. Uh, um, he was just is, uh, like yeah. he, is an example of that he was recreating the Flash Gordon yep. Buck Rogers yep. serials mm-hmm. right and this one he was kind of trying to do it again with like those like Humphrey Bogart you know yeah. kind and of then thing. he got Steven Spielberg to help yeah. and they came out good it came out it's the best yes. ever it's yeah, amazing they're making another one yep right now regardless of how you feel about it they're mm-hmm. gonna make it mm-hmm. and I've, I've seen uh, yeah they posted a picture just today I yep. saw yeah, it's got Indiana Jones and like and and he had the freaking mask on. So this is a this it's obviously a, it's takes reason, place yeah. in twenty twenty. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the pandemic of doom. <laughs> yeah, it might be. We could do better if we had more oh, time. Oh, I feel like they just keep having to talk Harrison uh, Ford into these taking old the roles. gun out of his mouth. Yeah. 
I don't. I I think he's. I think he's kind of uh, finally like embraced his own legacy. Let's. And I think <laughs> my he's understanding all of Harrison Ford means he's finally broken. Then. Yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 crashed. He crash lands a plane like every couple of months. You know. So I think <laughs> yeah. he does Harrison, need more than beer money. That's that yeah. could be true. Yeah. A couple million dollars, all the weed you could smoke. You want to throw on the hat one more time before you kick it and pass it up, pass it along to somebody else. <laughs> sure. This, this, why is, not? this is my impression of Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> I don't make it. I've been very clear. Double it, a million dollars a day. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you Bruce Willis money to be in this play. Yeah. <laughs> well, regardless He's, of that, they're still gonna make it, even yeah. if he drops dead on the first day of shooting. We're gonna get this uh, part five, for better or worse. And it's not directed by Spielberg, and this one's gonna be a Mangold joint. Uh, James Mangold, yeah. who I know directed one of uh, one of your favorite superhero movies are, ever. Are you talking about uh, uh, Chris Kattan with Kazam. big ears is directing this? Uh, what? Chris Kazan. Chris Kattan? No. Mango? mango. You don't know <laughs> You're mango. not saying mango. Oh, that was your description of mango. Wow, Chris Kattan uh... with big ears. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy mango, but mango. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that guy. Uh, so, yeah. So, yes, there is a new Indiana Jones movie where I am looking forward to it. I'm one of the few that likes Crystal Skull, so I don't think they can go wrong. But look, I can see why everyone's a little weird because Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark is the quintessential it's a touch, adventure. A touched movie. up. Yeah. 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 The whole trilogy is amazing, but yeah. it probably only works because you've got Raiders of the Lost Ark sitting there. Yeah. Setting the setting the pace for it. Uh and it's an incredible I know there's let's just address this right away. Because uh, all the nerds out there, thanks to Big Bang Theory, like oh, to say, I know you're going with this. Indy didn't do anything, but that's not what it's about. I think you it know, actually it's a movie yeah. about Indiana Jones, not the actual Lost Ark. I I actually do think that that he is a witness to the greatest things in history, the greatest moments in history, and it works because he doesn't leave his mark. So that means that all these events that we've been reading about in our history books. Indiana Jones might as well have been there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't, there's those, no record. Those are of my favorite there. kind of stories. Yeah. Behind the scenes or in the, in the cracks and crevices or in between the lines. Like the, uh, Forrest Gump, right? He was, mm. you know, he was there. He, he was there and he was, that's this how moment. the first, uh, t- movie started, right? The lost Raiders of the lost, like they were like, run Indy, run. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Oh. Maybe so. We don't know. Thanks for being patient. Thanks for waiting out on that one. I'm not sure if that landed. (laughs) But it's okay. We have a great, great, great conversation ahead of us. Right, Jimmy the Gen? Guaranteed. (laughs) You're going to get your shit together, right, Mr. Reference? (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. So, yeah, I I, I actually think that it, I think it actually works best because he doesn't affect the outcome of the history that we know. So, I think it's actually kind of a brilliant move and i put my faith in lucas i put my faith in spielberg that that's what they intended to do and i and i also think it also straddles the other end of the probably extreme nerd uh continuum where they say indiana jones is an archaeologist he should be an archaeologist well then that means he isn't affecting anything whatsoever right so he's i think he's right down the line there and artistically the movie's about him like, you know, at first, he's running away from a boulder, stealing. He's stealing. He knows he's stealing yeah. this golden idol. 
whatever argument you have about museums aside. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> he's stealing it from people who are clearly saying, hey, you're stealing from us. We're so serious, we're going to try and kill you to get it back. Do you mean the Jovitos? I'm afraid to agree they, with you. They speak the language of without... blow darts. <laughs> yeah. This means something yeah. in Jovitos. Yeah. But if you remember, by the end of it, the very last shot is Indiana Jones pissed off. The government has taken the Ark and just buried it just away. Buried it. Have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And he's he like he and Marion meet on the steps and he just looks with disgust at this uh, the government building. He's like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm not chasing fortune and glory or fame. This is I believe in something now. Mm-hmm. That's a character arc. That's what a movie's for. I know. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Huh. That's that's I've although so, so um, there are no detractors in this room. I I do uh, when I well, watch I, that episode I I do remember like it it like hitting me that what, you're, when you're, you watch what episode? The episode of the uh, Big Bang Theory. Like oh, where, like okay. like where that where that plot hole was kind of brought up. And for those of you that are are a little in the dark about this, there is a episode where Amy Farrah Fowler, who is Sheldon's kind of girlfriend, they finally get her to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then she ends up not liking it like everybody else, like, like the geeks. And she's like, well, and they're like, why? And they're like, well, because Indiana Jones wasn't necessary. If he's not in the movie, everything still happens. Did they break up? Mm. Yeah, no, they ended up getting married. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I've never. So, seen, I hate this woman. I've I know, right? Her. Everybody hates this woman because she brought this up, and it's it's kind of true. Like, if if yeah, the, sure. if the movie was I mean, a documentary about the lost ark, then yeah, you probably shouldn't have so much Indiana Jones in it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a movie about Indiana Jones. Exactly. Shut they, up. Big if it bang. wasn't for Indy, they would have never found the ark. It'd still be buried. No, it it actually would have been because then they would have had the actual medallion. You know, he actually got in the way of them getting the medallion from Marion in the yeah, first place. Yeah. So, like, any, anyway, it actually plus Belloc had it like basically on his hand, but that they was only to, half. They that's why they couldn't find it because he had that. or whatever. No, but well, yeah, that's yeah. true for the court. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, because they ended up having to take off two. You had to add yeah. one for God, though. Yeah. Right? Am I right? Is that <laughs> yeah. what it was? Or something right? like that? Yeah, right. Two it. for the little baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, for Christmas, <laughs> little baby Jesus is in the cradle. Something lame. So yeah, so that that was the actual argument that was brought up in that particular episode, and. At the time when I watched that live and you know, on broadcast television, if you guys can re- <laughs> take you back in the old days, I when do he remember. called out sick to work so you could stay this home. Is, this is pre-pandemic, right? I was just as shocked as the characters in that episode because I no, I had never thought of that, and I was like, God damn it, you're right, and I I got angry, but then I was just like, wait, he's a he's a he's a witness to history. He's a he sees it and then he collects it. He doesn't he doesn't change history, and. All of his movies, they don't go anywhere. You know, uh, if you go into Temple of Doom, the stones were supposed to be at this village. Then they weren't, and then they were again. He did bring them back. He, he did. did. He also, did instead of taking, also though, he didn't profit if, off. If of you know your Indiana Jones timeline, that happens before Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he hasn't learned this lesson about. You know, fortune like and glory. It, it's for yeah. it's fortune for something glory, higher than yeah. is better than us. That's right. So he is still that immature indie there. Huh? And then if you go to uh, the Last Crusade, as as we all know, you know they they find 
the um, chalice, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The cup. The, the 64-ounce Mega Buster. <laughs> yeah. The and, and then it ends up falling right back. It, it goes right back into the pit. So, yes. so it's, yeah. it's what the kids call a grail fail. It's a, it is a, it's oh. a big grail fail. God, we're just going to keep coming with these. Hold on. Let them laugh at show. home for a minute. Uh, yeah, let it, let it sit. <laughs> let it sit. <laughs> Hashtag grail fail. All right, let's continue now that that's out there. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Good. That joke, uh, you did not choose. <laughs> oh, 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 You chose yeah. poorly, Dan. I actually do. <laughs> See, here they are. They, they just keep coming. So I, I think I've told this story before, but when I was an, uh, when I was a kid, I used, when I was given a book report assignment, I was very clever that I would get novelizations of movies that I had watched. I would read oh, the books. Marky is the only oh, one who right. cracked the code. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers to all you teachers out there in New Mexico. I would read them, but they were always about movies that I'd already watched. And My name is Marky. Here is my report on T2 Judgment Day. <laughs> on Caddyshack. <laughs> I like this book. <laughs> and uh, the Indiana Jones novelization i'm sorry the raiders of the lost ark novelization and if you guys notice at the end of the movie uh you actually just brought this up he's um pissed off at the government Mm -hmm. they just took the ark away he doesn't know where it is men yes but if you'll notice when he puts the hat on and they go away and they walk down the steps that's not the brown fedora because the brown fedora is lost there is a continuity era uh, error. Era, era. Yeah. Now, era. not from Raiders of the Lost Ark to Temple of Doom, because that was before. Yeah. But to Last Crusade, he has his fedora, the, the same brown fedora. Um, but no, that was actually lost. And I remember that because in the novelization, he actually talks about how when he's on the steps, he's upset and he mentions it to Miriam. He says, and I lost my hat. I would. Now, if you guys you watch the movie must again, have just cut that line out. But you, but he actually puts on like a Something. black hat. It's not yeah. the brown fedora. Yeah, and they probably filmed that line if it was in the novelization. Yeah, a yeah. lot of those just go off like an early version mm-hmm. of the script. Right. So he probably did say that at some point. Uh, Stephen, or if you can believe Marquis e., George, George Lucas had the foresight to say, mm, "Let's not make that canon." Yeah, let's not. <laughs> let's take that out. Uh, and for those of you that are interested in the rules of novelizations of movies, this is the rule. Because of the time and place, when and where they are written, when a discrepancy arises, you default to the film. Ugh. So you have to think of a novelization of a movie as an adaptation of canonical events. Which are not in themselves canonical. Correct. All right. And so everybody write that down. There's an exam at the end of the show. That's it. That's the rule. <laughs> and, and my sources at Lucasfilm have given me that. Mm. Yep. Well, uh, before we take a break, uh, and I promise we will take a break, let's go around and real quickly say when we first saw this movie. Mm. Because it's 40 years. Yeah. This is a big one. Uh, and... Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but I bet we all saw it in the theater because this was, it was hard to even rent movies when this came out. So I'm going to go around the room randomly. Jimmy the Jet. 
I saw it opening weekend at a drive-in, uh, but uh, where I spent most of my youth. How and how how old were you? I would have been so eighty one. I would have been in the ninth grade, so about fourteen, about as old as my kid is right now. Okay. And it just blew my. It was the first movie that was just so action packed. Like every, they based it on the serial. So basically, every ten or fifteen minutes, there's an action set piece, and the story, as we've discussed a little bit, Indy's interaction is is negligible, right? It's just all action, 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 and he's the device that leads us through all these set pieces. So it, it I mean, that wasn't my analysis at 14, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at 14, it blew me away. We yeah. couldn't wait to see it again. Uh, I, I remember like my dad was upset because we had two drive-ins in our city that we grew up in. And I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this ad nauseum on the show. He was a cop in the city. So we got in for free. So on his nights off, cops we used, don't pay for anything. True. Ever. <clears throat> That's another episode, but <clears throat> we got into the driving for free. So that was kind of a big deal for us and our family. And he was pissed off that we had to drive off to another city to go to a different drive-in to see it. And he had to pay uh, for everybody to go see it. So. Because neither of the one in your town were betting on this new franchise, uh, apparently. Right, right, right. As as uh, I recall, it was kind of lower in the ratings the first couple of weeks, or maybe number one the first week that it dipped down. And then a couple weeks later, it shot back up to number one and stayed there for a while. What was I wonder? It's I don't want to do a, a, a Wikipedia or Google reading or anything right now, but I wonder. I feel like maybe it was up against Flash Gordon. But so I think Flash was Gordon was eighty-one. I want to say what came out that weekend without looking. That's tough. Uh, Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg. No, that was that was that was like I think I think that was ninety-one. <clears throat> Ghostbusters, maybe. Um, <laughs> That was nope, that would have been eighty. Yeah, that would have been later. Eighty-one. Was, well, I know. The uh, ooh, the thing maybe. It feels like they wouldn't be stealing much audience. I think we should Indiana just be Jones. googling this. At I this think point. that we overpay. You know We're overpaying. After the break, the... maybe we'll come okay. back at We're with definitely some overpaying ammunition. the research team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're only giving a middle school credit. It's it's not much. Yeah. Uh, all right, Marky, you, your memory when you first saw it. Um, if right. you remember the very first time. Well, I do have a vision of watching it. I don't know if this was the first time, but it seems like it's very. Um, I do have a memory of watching this movie, and again, I don't know if it's the first time. And so, um, I was four years old. I was four and a half this time, forty years ago. So mm. I clearly was not in the movie theater to see this. But um, so I was probably five, maybe six years old. So it, it might have been a couple years later, um, and. We had cable. My, you know, my family paid for basic cable, and then we stole HBO. Like we had the little filter on the back, so we had HBO. Cable's not listening to this. The the big cable people. I mean, I don't. What is it, officer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're looking sorry. for Marcus Guardia. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, We're from the CVA Cable Variant <laughs> Agency. <laughs> All right, uh, but I do remember like this. Fresh references. This just, like, in the peak of cable TV, of premium cable TV, Raiders of the Lost Ark was at the pinnacle of that. I think they were at the, like, when home video was shooting up and when HBO was kind of getting crazy. And I remember early mornings before school watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
Raiders I, of the Lost Ark before school. Yes. That seems like, so decadent I mean, like, to young me. I mean, like, it was on, like, at 6 in the morning, 5 in the morning kind of stuff. And I was just, I was always getting up early. And I remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark before school. And I remember it being cold outside. So it was kind of in the winter. You know, I just, that's that's my memory of watching this movie. And, and also, very specifically... And this is why I kind of remember it being cold. I remember the scene where they're in Marion's bar when they're in the in the uh, Himalaya mountains. Where, where uh, yeah, yeah, where they, yeah, it looked like somewhere in Nepal. Somewhere, yeah, I think it's Nepal. And you know, like all the fire and like the hot poker and everything like that. And I remember oh. that like warmth in the ah. cold, you know, like environment. So I have a very, very vivid memory of watching that movie over and over and over again, like in this very specific way, in this very specific condition. And um, my... And you would say it was uh, probably around when you were five or six. Yeah, and then so... Before kindergarten, you'd see yeah, Indiana Jones. That summer, um, so after this particular winter, uh, on my mom's side, they're from Mexico, like very, very deep in Mexico. And we would spend like a month down there every single summer and we got down there and at my grandfather's house or something i found what looked like a fedora it wasn't but it was like a brown i think it might have been leather hat and i wore that damn thing for about a month (laughs) there's a picture of me pointing a toy gun when i was about five or six wearing that hat and we had horses and everything. Like I, I was Indiana Jones for a it was, summer. It was dark. It was dark yeah. out. Looked real enough. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so bad. It was Die so hard awesome. reference. I got. And it. my, I played with my grandfather's machete, which he ended up giving to me, and I still have to this day. I didn't want his prints on it. <laughs> We got to play with yeah. machetes when I was six years old. Yeah, how many bodies? Is this <laughs> explains so much to me of why then you went on to go to business school. <laughs> right. Mystery solved. But yeah. So anyway, yeah. This is a very important like as far as pop culture touchstones, probably number two, yep. solid number two. Yep. Nobody who's been in this country for at least uh, twenty years is going to argue with that. Yeah. Uh, like me, you ask, where did I first see it? I- I'd like to know. Dan, well, where did you, you first see it? It was actually in the theater, and I was, as you say, about four and a half. Uh, and it was the first movie. I don't know if it was the first. I My mom tells me the first movie I ever saw was Star Wars in the drive-in as basically, you know, a newborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first movie I remember seeing that I have a memory of in the theater was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Specifically, I remember the scene where he has to crawl underneath the moving truck. Oh, the best. And, you know, like, keeps getting punched and punched and then ends up getting pushed under the truck and then crawls underneath it. And I remember my mother next to me just, like, grabbing my hand or something and going, how can a human being do that? And I remember that specifically because I didn't know what a human being was. So, Like, for, were you thinking of Little Pinto Perhaps, <laughs> no, could have been years that I assumed Indiana Jones was both an archaeologist a teacher and a human being and a human being, which you didn't. And know I was about. on the lookout for more human beings. <laughs> and I hadn't figured that group out, but I specifically remember that. Uh, and then as I got uh, a little older and uh, could understand movies better and the sequels came out, 
God, I fell in love with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the rides at Disneyland even. Not that I got to go to Disneyland a lot, but if I did, I would definitely fast pass Indiana Jones first. Yeah. Uh, bought the, the, the VHSs. I bought the DVDs. Mm-hmm. I bought whips. I've bought fedoras. Um, it's probably as far as it went. I didn't finish college. <laughs> I have no real interest in archaeology. Uh-huh. I'm too old for fortune and glory, but I still love the movies. I'll even rewatch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull someday. Uh, I I the, the cold back to back to my trip to back to me Mexico. I was worried we weren't done there. All uh, right, go on. I do remember because because of the Indiana Jones phase, like all those little Marcados, like where you would buy the little Mexican wrestler toys and stuff like that, and the little. Oh, yeah, they had the $20 bullwhips down there. Yeah, I remember that, too. So just to round out my Indiana Jones role, uh, uh, cosplay when I was Mm -hmm. a kid, I did have a whip that I got to to walk around with. So just, I mean, I live in life. Yeah. Jimmy, where's your whip? Uh, I had a, a whip at the time. (laughs) <laughs> now you don't <laughs> now I don't Wait, did, my, my, did you have it before the movie my no my brother and I we lived uh, back then we lived we had a, a a forest or the woods behind us right over our big fence in our backyard so him and I would go with our home fashioned whips and we didn't have hats but he had we both had whips and we'd have our toy guns he's two years younger than me and he had he made like uh, a satchel right that he would uh-huh. have his whip in and stuff and we'd go out there and climb the trees and try to whip from tree to tree. <laughs> and one time he whipped and he's swinging and of course the branch broke mid-swing. Wait, the branch broke? <laughs> not the believe I, not. I cannot believe he made it to the branch breaking. Oh no, Good he for him. He was he was, you know, for 0.6 seconds. He was Indiana Jones. Like he whipped it out. <laughs> dun, 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 I've got dun, this broken. <laughs> I had to go run and get my mom. It was a, it was a whole big, a whole big deal. Just like Indiana Jones. Just, yes, this Indiana Jones was consequential to the story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. All right. Well, uh, 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 listeners, what are your memories? Where did you see it? Go ahead. Keep talking. We can't hear it you. We don't matter. care. Yeah. And in the meantime, smash we're that like take a button, little break. hit subscribe, leave your comments, what you did like, yeah, or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, hard sell approach. Don't like us. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need you. (laughs) Don't like us. We don't like you. But if you're intrigued, uh, stick around. It's going to be a short break. uh, And we're going to try and figure out what at least Indiana Jones went up against where it couldn't be number one out of the gate. Evil. Uh, We'll be back to you soon enough. Meanwhile, for nearly 3,000 years, man has searched for the lost Ark of the Covenant. The Bible speaks of the Ark leveling mountains and laying waste to entire regions. Not something to be taken lightly. No one knows its secrets. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. The Ark, if it is there at Tarnis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. It is protected by forces beyond imagination. It is desired above all treasures on earth by those who are good, trust me, and those 
who are evil. I'll tell you everything. Yes, I know you will. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let her go. If you still want the ark, it has been loaded onto a truck for Cairo. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A film from Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. just say the guy that wrote that jingle was not working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Some things just write themselves. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and anything there? Electrical uh, grammar. Uh, sorry, what donuts, are they called again? 50s All music. Right. And what anything are they? there? All right, I can work with it. Cereal, but it's just donuts. <laughs> Give me a Go. C. A bouncy C. <laughs> Follow me for the watch me for the changes. <laughs> and try to keep up. Uh, but, 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 but we were talking about Indiana Jones. Oh, nice, nice segue. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's why thanks. we pay the big bucks. That's right. I hope I get all King of it of the today. Uh-huh. Uh, we, I did. Uh, I took a little time during the break there. Okay. To find out what else was competing with Indiana Jones, if not directly that week or that summer, sometime that year. But the big winners, essentially, I've got from the year 1981. Are you ready for this? Now, IMDb is going to tell you Indiana Jones was the number one movie that year. It rightly was. so. Okay. Probably by several metrics. It sure is in my heart. Mm. Uh, now, it also starts listening. We're not going to get again into the reasoning behind the order, but some of the other big ones are, in no particular order, let's say uh, Body Heat. Okay. Uh, William Hurt's Kathleen uh, Turner. Kathleen Turner mm-hmm. uh, steamy erotic thriller. Uh, needless to say, I was not allowed in the theater at four and a half to see that. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Ooh, good movie. A cult classic. Yeah, Certainly horrible. nowhere near John Indiana Landis. Jones kind of uh, uh, stature, but it, it did get its own sequel eventually. Okay. Uh, you got The Evil Dead. Got, you talk about have that. sequels, yep. Evil Dead. Yep. Now that's a that's a granddaddy in its own mm-hmm. genre. Sam Raimi. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a, so that one's pretty important on its own, but it did not. It's just not a big enough. That's draw, a cult especially movie. in the early eighties. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then you got Rocky, or I mean, uh, Porky's. Oh, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky? No, Porky's. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't believe there was a Rocky. That, that year, um, I was expecting there to be like Rocky two, but Porky's might be other than Rocky III, uh, but other than maybe the occasional Makita Tools Calendar Girl, Porky's was probably my first nude woman that I saw on a on a screen of any kind. 
Oh. Might have been. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. It must have been. Well, thanks for sharing that. And yeah. it says a lot about you, too. It also says a lot about the parenting that was around. Was, yeah. <laughs> you you weren't allowed to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark, but your parents did take you to Porky's. Noted no, in the report. No, uh, another one they probably did take you to, Escape from New York. Again, no, important, yep. cinematic, especially important to our generation as we saw it on VHS. I sure didn't see it. It would, the it would take me to see, I would see that in high school. But yeah, that's a, that's a, now, that's a good one. Now, one, maybe they did take you to, even though at our age they probably shouldn't have, uh, Excalibur. Nope, never saw it. That's the uh, Disney one? Um, the, the cartoon? No, no. I think No, it was this the, the, Patrick Stewart was in it, and uh, oh, Hel- a young Helen Mirren was in it. Never and seen uh, it. They, everybody wore real armor. It was a modern, well, mm. for the 80s, a modern retelling of King Arthur. Okay. All right. I've never seen it. Well, well go on. Right. That out, too. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Well, we've got, well, first, one of my very favorites, uh, The Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. But again, very niche, a cult classic. It certainly found its footing even later, even though it did. I, pretty I good saw that then, then. for I, an Australian yeah. import too. Yeah. I saw that then, so I kind of lived through the Road Warrior time. Uh, and and speaking also of foreign imports that uh, kind of uh, sit in our cultural landscape. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but I sat through it once. Das Boot. Oh, yep, I saw it in high school. No, no, I saw it in college. But yeah. I've seen it. Was it a part of college? I think like a film class. I, I or a think it was at your or? house. <laughs> oh, it might have. Oh, good. Yeah. So we shared the rental. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well worth it. Made it even easier for three VHS tapes and one uh-huh. rental. Uh-huh. Uh, and finally, it's worth mentioning also another movie that came out that year: Stripes. Okay. Okay. Well, Stripes I've seen many times. Yes. Yes. Stripes and... is definitely that was a big mainstream hit. That was definitely a summer movie. I would assume. Uh, and it is definitely one that is is beyond. Sean Young is in that. Uh, I remember that. Uh, uh, a niche or cult. So probably if Indiana Jones wasn't able to score number one in its slot week to week or immediately, I bet because Stripes was sitting there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they battled. Guess. But... I don't know for sure. Jimmy, do you have answers or are you watching porn on yours? Well, what I have is, yeah, it opened number one. A week ahead of Clash of the Titans. Oh, I remember oh, that. Clash of the Titans. God, I right. saw that many times. And then uh, the second week, History of the World Part 1 came out, and Superman 2, so it tumbled a little bit to number 3 by the second week. Superman, Superman 2. 2. That's a big yeah, one. that's a pretty <laughs> How is that on the list? Whatever list you're, you're well, looking at, throw it away. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I was still getting a scanner. Buckle up, pond, buckle up, because it also went against Cannonball Run, which okay. was missed. Yep. That's why I felt I had to get on this list. That's a good one. That's a good list. But this is the fourth week, and Raiders uh, be- started to climb back up by its sixth week. It was in the number one position again. Okay. Earning sixty-four point million, which for the time is, I guess, a lot. So it had, as the executives say, so that legs. week, so that, yeah, as legs. they say, uh, Clash of the Titans, History of the World Part One, Cannibal Run, and Superman Two, is what it fought. It fought its first uh, opening weekend. Wow! I, I was actually gonna gonna say when we went to Shay's list that that wasn't a very good year for movies, but then when we got to the truth, it actually was a pretty good year. Well, you've seen them. These were mostly the summer movies, right? Yeah. Because it was June 12th. So, um, all right. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the, the list I was onto is somehow was popularity kind of critical... or Metacritic yeah. for the entire year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually tried to sort it by release date and then it gave me like 1700 mm-hmm. selections. So I said, you know what? The good people don't need to hear this. <laughs> 
<laughs> so let's stop talking about it then. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, but no, I think I think the actual t- the actual uh, takeaway here is that this was a movie that came out had did, legs. Yeah, and yep. it did really well. It had legs. It knew it how to use lasted. them. It, I it could think take it was all in comers. theater for like a year too. Right? It took like a, a beating, year. but kept on. Uh... Yep. Spawned a, a franchise, uh, like we mentioned, rides at Disneyland at uh, almost every Disneyland park. I think. Unless we're doing it a was, Disney episode, it was that. it was also one of the first. <laughs> uh, I think it was one of the first to go to uh, VHS for like an affordable price. Right, I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was one of the first ones uh, back then when VHSs and, really? and VHS tapes came out. Um, it would be like if you like wanted to buy bucks or something. Well, no, if you wanted to buy the movie, most places you had to rent it. If you wanted uh-huh. to buy it, it was like a hundred hundred plus dollars. Yeah, in nineteen eighty eighty one money, that's. Yeah. I don't know what 300 bucks now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So could you imagine That's going and having to pay 300 bucks for a DVD? So yeah. mostly you just rented them. However, um the the fine folks at Disney had the idea to to make it a lower price. I want to say like you said 30 or 40 bucks so everybody could afford to buy, which again in today's money is still probably 100 something bucks. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, if you sat more affordable. next to it and the, and oh, did they like is that one of the ones they would play with just putting in the vault? No, because I think the first time Not that I one, bought them on that VHS was only Disney was right movies. Before uh, that was only Disney movies that they would do that. They would like they would like release them for like six months, and everyone would like race to go get it. And they're like, oh, "We're putting it in the vault. You better get yep. it now. You better get it now." And then it would come back in three years. It's great market, great market. Yeah. Yes, it was good. And now and now we have Disney Plus. Do you guys feel like we live in the vault? Yeah, I think. When we, is that done? Have they broken their vault? They just left thing the vault by open. doing yeah. it. Yep. Yep. I wonder how hard that decision was for him. I know it's off topic. That's a whole other answer episode. Me. Yeah, they're getting fifty dollars or seventy dollars a year from everybody now, so I think they're fine. Yeah, that's a mm. lot of money. I guess so. I guess dis. Well, uh, uh, what else do they own? I mean, Star Wars. Maybe yeah. a little. Diddy, yeah, maybe was, a little. I was going to think Star like, Wars universe. Like the Indiana Jones don't, franchise. Don't forget is, about the Muppets. And. Uh, the Muppets actually probably has bigger earnings across its uh, lifetime than careful. Indiana Jones. Yeah, careful, tread lightly, Doctor Jones. But are I mean, you asking really? Uh, who, because uh, famously, they integrated the Paramount Mountain at the beginning of every Indiana yeah, Jones is, yeah, movie. That's true, right? But it is owned by Lucasfilm, which is owned which by is owned by Disney. Yeah, and um, I have so copy they- in front of me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean copy in front of you? I have copy in front of me because uh, we are... Describe unto me exactly what you're speaking of here, sir. We are celebrating the 40th anniversary. Is this a bundle of Indiana Jones movies? Damn it, Marky, this belongs in a museum. This is a celebration of the 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark with all four Indiana Jones movie adventures on 4K Ultra HD for the very first time. Hollywood, California, March 15th, 2021. Relive the unforgettable exploits of world-renowned, globe-trotting hero Indiana Jones in spectacular 4K Ultra HD when the Indiana Jones 4 movie collection arrives in a new 4K Ultra HD set June 8th. That's today, 2021 from Lucasfilm LTD and Paramount Home Entertainment. That answers that question. The cinematic classic that started it all Raiders of the Lost Ark celebrates its 40th anniversary this year having first introduced audiences to the man with the hat on June 12th 1981 
Forty years later, the legendary hero continues to captivate new generations of fans. Now, for the first time ever, all four films are available together in 4K Ultra HD with Dolby Vision and HDR10 for ultra-vivid picture quality and state-of-the-art Dolby Atmos audio. Each film has been meticulously remastered from 4K scans of the original negatives with extensive visual effects work done to ensure the most pristine and highest quality image. All picture work was approved by director Steven Spielberg. The Indiana Jones movie. Her movie collection includes a collectible booklet, behind-the-scenes images from all four films. Each film is presented in 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray classic, original theatrical. It comes with a map, everybody. It comes with a map. We're yes. paying the Describe yes. this map. We're paying the editor too much. <laughs> There's a lot there, <laughs> but yeah. thank you. So we'll yes, we will be giving away this four movie collection. Marky, bottom line. Yeah. Four movies. Four movies. Special DVD. Special, yes. 4K, 4K Ultra. So you're going to need a player. A player. An ultra high def player. And a high def TV. And an ultra high def TV. Yep. Well, you won't need one. But if you want all the Ks. If you, if well, you, if you want, want to watch these. You better things. have a TV that can right. handle all That's the right. Ks. We're not even talking 5K. Well, I don't know if you guys heard the copy read. I can do it again. But... Um, Maybe you didn't hear my music. I could do that again. So (laughs) all original sound elements were used to achieve a fully immersive Dolby Atmos mixes while staying true to each film's original creative. In addition, all four films were remixed at Skywalker Sound under the supervision of legendary sound designer Ben Burt, Academy Award winner, by the way. So they, they that is awesome. Not at all yeah. what we were asking about, but that's awesome. He, these guys went in, got the original audio tracks. Ben Burt, the Oscar-winning sound designer, redid it again. Didn't have to. Yeah, it's amazing. They asked him not to. <laughs> like no, he's like I. Insist. He's like no, it's time. <laughs> and he just ran into a dark hole with all the original masters. Uh, and and what you've got a- now is still one of the best sounding movies. I would assume just sounds better. It's got four Ks of sound. Since we, yes. Can we talk about the, the punch sound? Of, I mean, I'm going to do my best impression. Ready? Let's sure. see. Let's okay. talk about go. favorite memories from the movie. Okay, what are your favorite thing about the movie? The, the sound of the punch in Indiana Jones, which I'm going to do my best. Here we go. Yeah. Ready? That's pretty nice. good. It's not bad. It's kind of, I don't a know. Little, a, a little sharp, but that's yeah. probably three right, pounds equipment. It's still a little sharp. Let's say okay, you're you, fighting a big, yours. bald Nazi that outweighs you by 80 pounds. How many straight <laughs> shots to the jaw are you going to take with, without <laughs> that sound effect? Funny story. That sound effect. Is the set. In fact, I have a couple of funny stories about the sound effects there. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Because I, I read an article about this years ago. And if this article is to be believed, the sound effect of the iconic Indiana Jones punch, uh-huh. which they have used more than the damn Wilhelm scream at this point, yeah. uh, is actually a leather jacket being slapped on the hood of a I'm 1977 listening. Honda Civic. What? And the sound of the boulder rolling down the hill after Indy is the sound, apparently, of that same Honda Civic, uh, 1977 Honda Civic wagon uh, with its wheels locked up, rolling down a gravel hill. <laughs> okay. I, I happen had to, to test the gravel. have heard, owned yeah. a 1977 Honda Civic station wagon. Uh-huh. And just in case you doubt my claim so far, here's Mr. Ben Burt from the DVD Extras to tell you I'm telling the truth. 
We had uh, several different sessions where we went out and tried to stage a boulder sound, and they were not successful. But on one of the last days, we were coming back from the location, and we were on a steep hill, and we were in this little Honda Civic station wagon on a gravel road on this mountain, and we were just coasting down the hill without the motor running. And we realized that the car sounded really interesting. Well, we might have the sound here. So I hung out the back and put a microphone near the back tire of the station wagon, and we just coasted down this road. And as the car accelerated, it gave a sense of gathering speed, and it, uh, that ended up being really the basis for the giant boulder. And you actually told me that you used to go smoke weed up in the West Mesa, and you would leave your car off, and you would roll it down, and it sounded like the boulder. Oh, the uh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about on the the hill coming out. I did, I did do that. Yeah, number two, I could never really do it with the wheels locked up. Yeah, but it was kind of gravelly. You get a little bit, and you know what? If you were high enough, it sure <laughs> sounded like it. I love that. That's so amazing. So you actually had the exact same car that they used to make two Indiana Jones effects on? That's apparently so. Might have been the very same car. (laughs) I wasn't cognizant much around 1979, 1980, when they would have been recording it. Maybe they used my car for it. Uh, It's hard to say. So, yeah, that's the story. That's the story of the car. I kind of, I think I, I think I nailed it. And you, you must have told me this story uh, 20 years ago now. But it's something that's always stuck in my head because it's kind of like I had a connection with Indiana Jones. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. That's four degrees of uh, of George Lucas right there. Yeah, there you go. Jimmy, awesome. it's only five for you if you attach yourself to Mark instead of me. You yeah. want four? You sit in my camp. Long anyway. Long so that, okay, so that was your memory was rolling down the Well, the my hill. memory is, yeah, about, uh, well, let's just say my memory. Is very special between me and that <laughs> special someone. And we'll leave it at that. I think you having the same Civic rolling it down the hill is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Jimmy. I'm give you credit for that. Jimmy, what's your memory? Favorite memory. Oh, from, Favorite well, memory of Indiana Jones and Raiders of the from Lost Raiders, yeah, The first none. one. Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned we saw it in the, watching it with my dad. Uh, we had He complained that he had to pay for us to go see it at another drive-in. Right. And uh, so that was fun. But the next, so that would have been the weekend that we saw it. Went to school on Monday, and my uh, acting slash uh, stagecraft teacher, where you build the the, the sets and everything yeah. for the, the plays. kids who didn't get cast in roles. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Coming in, girl. I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I remember that, stagecraft. That teacher. He was going off about Indiana Jones and just uh, broke the the whatever the lesson plan was for that day, and we just talked about that movie. If you didn't see it, tough shit. He spoiled it everything for you, and he I remember him talking about how he thought they played the last reel first. He'd never seen this movie that there was so much action. This was the first one that had I not maybe not the first one, but one of the first ones that had so much action front loaded out of the gate, front loaded to the story, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I I just remember him. Uh, Jim James Krapko was his name. I remember him so vividly talking about it. Like I just remember they had the wrong reel. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably my biggest memory. Oh man, One not even from the from the movie itself. The cultural impact. I wish I'd been older than four and a half so I could have measured it better. It was ubiquitous for me. Oh, so I was ten years yeah. older. Yeah. Mm. 
right? Well, my, yeah. mine is clearly that, you know, that one summer that I was in Mexico and I was basically Indiana Jones. I mean, that was, that was, that's huge for me. Even though it wasn't about the movie specifically, but I just kind of became him for a summer. That's what, that's my like imagination was just completely all about Indiana Jones. Yep. And when that's, Temple that's of Doom came out. the magic of this little, uh, this giant yeah, and I, con community. I think when freaking. You were feeling it early. I was feeling it early. And when. Fandom is healthy. When when Temple of Doom comes out and it's just such a weird movie, which I I just loved it. I love Temple of Doom too. Yeah. Right. And I loved how weird it was and the chilled monkey brains, you know, like that that, that bit is <laughs> so good. Chilled monkey brains. <laughs> and uh, um, like like kids get killed, kids get whipped, yeah. kids are slaves. Like yeah, this yeah. is a dark movie. And it's so Monkeys, good. brains are eaten alive. Freaking Kalima, of... and he's got the, he's, he's going to rip heart. the heart out. Wow. Kalima, Kalima. Kalima, Choti Day. That one, interestingly enough, I did not even know existed until it was available for rent. Yeah. Probably a while after. I think my parents intentionally thought, oh, we made a mistake taking Dan. I'm taking a little Dan to the one two years ago. Let's not even mention the sequel. Well, and, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that my first Indiana Jones movie was The Last Crusade, right? Because I, I don't think I saw Temple of Doom in the theater. I think that was another HBO, you know, experience. Temple of Doom as again mentioned ad nauseum in this uh in podcast. Yeah. <laughs> is at this time I'm working at the drive in now. And that was the summer where I was working there. So I saw that movie twice a night, four nights a week, and then would probably come on my night off and watch it. Like that, that movie is part of my DNA. Yeah. yeah. The whole, all the, <clears throat> well, as it's been recently pointed out, my short round invitations are slightly racist. <laughs> so I won't, yeah. I won't do it for the listeners. Everybody's yeah. are, yeah. It but, did seem, but I nail it. <laughs> it did seem more indulgent of like uh, some of the, those adventure serial things mm-hmm. with the, because I mean the great thing about Marion is she's not a damsel in distress. Yeah, well she's like a partner for right. Andy. She can handle. And then you get yeah. to uh, you know uh, Kate Capshaw, Kate Capshaw, who is just trying. The characters written that she is an incredible damsel in distress. The exact opposite. Whose biggest overcoming of. I think first she has to reach in and deal with bugs and that little lever, and then she kills somebody later. I think I can't quite remember what, but she was she was no Marion. No, first she was first so she's much worried, more stereotypical. First she's she grew, worried but, Indiana's going to stab her dress and ruin her fancy yeah, dress, which she actually does yeah. poke through it. Yeah. And then yeah. the third and she's woman, also the white American woman who's the head of of Asian nightclub act. Yeah. In China, yeah, right or Hong well, Kong? Where does it start? Uh, that's China because it was. She, it was yeah. I think she was yeah. just the yeah. star yeah. of the show. China. She wasn't yeah. in charge of anything. Well, she that was... yeah, not in charge, but the star of the show. Yeah, where they're not even singing in English, but the well, but then, but listen, like I'm not. I mean, can you imagine? Say, hey, what it, let's cancel the whole movie. Can you imagine but, the marquee out in front of Club Obi Wan where it says? <laughs> I forgot. Blonde lady sings in Mandarin. <laughs> well, but just, the, I mean, it actually does get worse. In the third movie, it's a Nazi woman. Well, yeah, but Nazis, you can do anything yeah. you want to. You yeah, can even but, chuck them down a, down a cliff I mean, at the end. Uh, it's all they, downhill from there. They Marion, never though. killed a, a woman in uh, Indiana Jones till they lost her. 
I think it's it's just funny to me that like she it's all downhill she kind from of brought Mary. that on herself. Well, I think that was a point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was a villain. The point was yeah. women. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, guys? Not Nazi right, women, fellas? right? Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Am I right, fellas? Oh, yeah, for yeah. all the Elsas out there. Yeah. Uh I well, um it was during during a lockdown, uh, a few of us rented out the a whole AMC theater and we got to see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Shay, you were there. I sure was. And what are your was thoughts? So on fun. So fun. There's, it's just, it's an adventure movie. And when you yeah. watch it when you're older, uh, especially if you're not watching it for the first time, I bet with a bunch of Uber fans yeah. sitting right next to you, judging your reaction. <laughs> you know, I, I would hate to be in a position where I'd never seen it. Now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, so being able to go back to the theaters, knowing what I'm getting and watching it. I mean, I noticed all the little weird stuff that I didn't see as a kid, but it didn't bother me. And the, what I forgot was how damn fast it moves. So fast. Yeah, I agree. It's so well paced. They don't, yeah. they, they don't make a lot of movies like that no, anymore. I don't think so either. That's actually like, like, you know, the first time I've ever seen this movie in a theater in almost 40, 30 something years now. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thing that I'm like noticing is just how much it looks like a movie. Mm. It's not trying to be realistic at all. The way that it's staged and framed and everything, mm. it's it's a it could be a comic book come to life. Like it's so fake is a harsh word to use because it's not. It doesn't sound stylized. very artistic. Yeah, it's so it's so stylized. Like every every frame is so perfect and meticulous but it's a movie you're looking at a but movie it's also nowhere like the when it just got out of control too much with like the uh, peter jackson yeah, yeah hobbit stuff right where it looked it looks so real perfect in stage right it that it looked real. like i was sitting on the set watching a make yes yes kind of thing this felt like i it, was like that's a movie set but they painted it up pretty right for it's me. not shakespeare in the park that you're watching you know what I mean? Like this is a movie. It's framed like a movie. It's square like a movie. It's and not panoramic. everything is dialed up. Yep. Like usually when a director would say, "All right, there should probably be like four or five students in his office all trying to get his attention." They said, "You know what? Pack it so full of kids. It looks they, like a disaster scene." Yeah, and he has to where he literally <laughs> has to jump out of a window. Yeah. Why not? We'll be out oh. with that. Uh we also did incidentally the uh the Back to the Future. Uh-huh, we did that too. Yeah viewing all of us with uh and and that was another fun one where just forgot how fast that is Mm -hmm. he goes from meeting his parents as as teenagers to them kissing in like 25 it felt like 25 minutes yeah i mean it was just i forgot that movies could just mm -hmm. that's how you could do a 90 minute movie and then make me watch it 20 times. Well, and when we're watching those two particular movies, movies that I have seen 20 times minimum each, mm-hmm. okay? We Okay, so I don't know if you guys had this in the cities that you guys were in, but here at the AMC, because of COVID, you know, the theaters were kind of looking for ways to kind of get people to come back to the movies. So we could rent a whole movie theater for $100. And... With 75, 80 seats, 75, 80 seats. Yeah, maybe. I think more than that, probably even. But anyway, but we th- there was a cap of 20, but we we never brought 20. I think yeah. uh, 12, I think, was the most that we could get together. Um, but yeah, so um, some of the people that were watching Indiana Jones had never seen it before. And 
so I know all these jokes that are coming up, you know, like the no ticket. Yeah. Like, you know, you know <laughs> or like that. Good one. Or that Elsa's banging the father and Indiana Jones. the next guy, dad. <laughs> yeah. But man, is it, isn't it really cool to see a movie of that caliber that's so good in this environment and you know everything about it and there's, you get to kind of live through their eyes a little bit. It's yeah, really we, cool. We definitely took from their soul. Yeah, we did. Because a lot of us were, were trying to yeah, watch it. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> you know, we have the theater. We're going to treat it a little differently. Yeah, but it was so uh, good. so anyway, pandem- pandemic's coming to an end, so that's pretty much over. <laughs> going to have to buy another well, projector. I'm, I'm pretty sure the theaters would be happy to have the business. I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking you could still do that. Well, as long as they don't make me watch a new movie. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I'm, I've probably I'm got 120 actually, hours no, of are, Indiana Jones those, under my belt. Those I can watch at home for free. Yeah, I know. I actually <laughs> like or the idea. No, no, I got HBO Max. I, I want to yeah. see something old. Yeah. I want to pay money for Three I want to relive my childhood. Yeah, oh, Three Amigos on the big I screen. I love the idea of watching these old movies on the big screen. It's better. Dude, Three Amigos, yeah. Yeah. Plain Balls. You know what? Little little Nettie Knickers. <laughs> little we're, Nettie. <laughs> we're getting a little off track. Oh, I don't know if we can arrange a Three Amigos thing. I can do another copyright. No, please. We're quite all right. We've only got so much digital tape. Yes, we can just paste that other copyright at this point. But instead, I guess, before we go, Marky, you're going to want to at least address uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah, we have not talked much Go about ahead. It. We'll give you a few minutes. All right. Our, All I want to say about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Shia LaBeouf apologist. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't care about LaBeouf. But look, if you guys are upset about a lead-lined no, we were never going to actually let Marky talk about that movie, but we are going to let him give away his special fancy four-movie Blu-ray set of all the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, and if you want to grab those, all you got to do is send him an email of your memory of watching the movie. Uh, send that over to a Saturday Morning Serial at MattyPRadio.com. That's Saturday Morning Serial at MattyPRadio.com. Drop him a line. He'd love to hear it. But really, that's about enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.